The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 26, The Art of Influence and Behind the Scenes. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to The Leaderpreneur Show the podcast for leaders to deepen their knowledge while exploring an entrepreneurial journey of their own. If you like the show, I'd encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by going to leaderpreneurshow.com and smashing that subscribe button. You can subscribe on any of the podcast directories out there. So just pick the one that works best for you. And we'd be honored to have you as a regular listener. Today, as always, I'm joined by my great friend, my co-host, my partner in crime. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. He's Michael Tanner. Hey, Michael, how's it going this week, my friend? Man, Stephen, I'm good. How are you? Are you uh, quarantined at home like the rest of the world? Well, you know, I kind of self-quarantined, but, um, you know, the governor, the governor in the state of Arizona has not come out with any any uh, directives yet, but uh, we're all being smart like everywhere or most places. Restaurants are closed down. drive throughs are open. A lot of businesses are cutting back. But um, other than that, man, I'm just uh, staying away from you at least six to eight feet and uh, Zoom and uh, go to meeting calls. And, and the way we record this show are perfect examples of how we can treat this virus right now. Yeah, the best I can tell with all the news, you can't catch the coronavirus through Zoom or GoToMeeting right. or WebEx or a phone call. So uh, so it's a good thing because that's how I've been able to stay connected with so many people, including my team. So I'm sure it's the same with you. Yep. And every, yeah, that's true. And everyone's adjusting. We're all adjusting to kind of operating differently, thinking differently. And and um, what it's forcing us to do is to get really good and creative at uh, you know acting remotely and building relationships virtually. So it, it's all good. It's something that you and I've been doing for quite a while anyway. And uh, I think some people are getting comfortable with it. And um, here we go, my friend. So what's on what's on tap this week in the area of leadership? Hey, so this week, uh, as I announced last week, uh, we're going to talk about the art of influence. And, you know, me, I'm an engineer at heart uh, and by education and trade. And I wish we were talking about the science of influence. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not a science, right? It's not a there's not a formula. There's not a a checklist that you can go through and just check things off and say, OK, now I have influence with my team. Instead, it's very much an art. Um, and so we're going to talk about that art of influence uh, in particular, we're going to talk about it and how I fit the word influence into my definition of leadership, which is influencing others towards a shared goal. And so we're going to talk about, well, well, then how do you influence others? What is influence and, and, and how do you influence others within that goal? We're going to, we're going to define it. We're going to talk about what it is, what it isn't. And then we're going to talk a few of the, uh, the attributes that make up this art of influence. How's that sound? Yeah, it sounds really good. You know, I was just thinking this was going to be a, a checklist. I thought it was a science. I didn't know this is whole notion of an art. So we have to really think as leaders how to do this, not just, um, you know, flip a switch. So it's all it's all about great leadership. It's all about uh, improving and, and, and figuring out ways to to do these things. And in a way to your definition of leadership, which I really love, is this 
influence and shared purpose, this shared goal. So I'm ready to dive in, man. Let's do it. All right, let's do that. So, so first of all, again, let's kind of define influence for a second. Talk about what it is and what it isn't, uh, I think is important. So again, uh, in my definition, influencing others towards a shared goal. So what is influence in that definition? Well, the first thing I want to talk to you about is uh, influence. It carries with it this notion of willingness on behalf of those that you're leading on, on your team, right? The, your team members, there is a willingness to follow you right? Um, there can even be an eagerness to follow you. Uh, but, you know, w- what it amounts to is they so believe in you and they so trust in you. And we're going to talk about trust here in a little bit, but they so believe and trust in you, uh, your, uh, you know, your uh, credibility and your ability to, to lead the team into accomplishing the goal that they are eager, they are willing um, you know, free freedom, they're freely giving you this willingness to then follow you pretty much anywhere you go. And so that's, that's kind of the first thing of what it is. It's, it's a willingness to follow. It's not out of some other type of obligation or anything that we'll talk about, but what's your thoughts there on this idea of influence is your team is willingly following you. Well, if the team isn't willing to follow you, then it's certainly uh, not an art. It's more of a it's more of a, a 1970s style of management, which I know we'll we'll get into here. But it's all about that influence. It's all about you know leadership is this is this really is an art when you think about it, because otherwise everybody out there would be a great leader, and that's just not. The reality, unfortunately, is it's not everybody's thing. It's not everyone's strength to uh, end this this notion of influence to influence others towards a shared goal. If it was, uh, the world would be a different place. But but it takes a unique art and a skill to practice this to get others to follow your lead to want to be subjected to your influence. And to do so is is the way you become effective as a leader. And it's the way that you you can take a team, get that buy-in, and really get to another level of of performance and, and outcome. So uh, really, really great point. I'm interested in your thoughts here on that second half of what it's not. What do you think? Yeah. So I mean, you you talked about it a little bit in kind of that 1970s uh, manager mentality. You saw it a lot back in that day. Um, and you, you know, influence, it's not about getting someone to do something out of some other obligation other than this willingness right now. It could be fear-based. It could be obligation-based, you know, you could, you could be, you know, you could get team members to do something, but they're doing it out of fear that if they don't do it, there'll be some kind of ramifications if they don't do it. Right. And and sometimes leaders will look at that and say, well, that's influence. I've got them to do what I wanted them to do. Well, the problem with that is and and you you discovered it way back in the day, but it changed a lot as as people, uh, you know, as you got out of the kind of the depression period and all that. And people didn't uh, people saw that they had other options as it related to employment and so forth. Then you realize that that type of leadership you know, a leadership, a fear-based leadership or a dictator-based leadership, it's very, very short-lived. You're right. You might get someone to do 
a few tasks that you want them to do. And they may do it quickly and they may do it effectively and they with great quality. But I promise, especially nowadays, they won't do that for very long for you, right? They, they won't uh, follow you as their leader in an unwilling manner for very long. And so whatever you're, you know, if you will, holding over them for the purpose of getting them to do what you want them or need them to do, if it's not a, a, an influence that's based on willingness, then you won't have that team member or those team members for very long. And before you know it, you'll be, you know, holding this obligation-based influence over some new team member because you'll have to go get a new one because they won't stick around if they're following you out of some type of fear or obligation. It it goes back to this notion of, uh, I'll put it in another way, boy, influence is not. It's, it's really relying on the org chart, right? It's relying on the org chart for your influence to say, you know, I'm, my box on the org chart is about three inches higher than your box on the org chart. Therefore, I have what I call built-in influence. To your point, you can, and you can leverage that, and it will have a very limited shelf life. You will have a team that becomes quickly disengaged from you and what you're, what you're selling them. But that is a way. That's, that's, again, back to the 1970s leadership style or management style that says, I'm in charge, therefore you are subjected to my influence. Kind of like, you know, back in the... And in the in in the ancient times of kings, and not like today, where it, it's more ceremonial for the most part, but when rulers of countries had influence because of I'm a ruler, and if you don't follow what I say, there will be severe consequences. Fear, fear-based, and that's kind of like this org chart view of influence that you don't want to have. And, uh, as, as, uh, you know, my, my good, my good mentor Zig Ziglar has said before, and I, I always like to follow good old Zig and, and he says, he's, he's, he said this quote before that, and I think I've used it before in a prior, prior show that, uh, and I'll, I'll liken it to this notion of the way we're unpacking influence that the old way, the old way, the seventies way is here's what you're going to do because I said to do it versus the influence we're talking about here in this art of influence is, hey, team, here's what we need to go do together. And here are the reasons that I think we should talk about doing it. And here are the benefits of doing it. And here's how we all have to be on board, pulling the same direction to get it done. And we need to support each other to make it happen. And to me, those are two ways to achieve something, but have significantly greater results from a teaming perspective and from an engagement perspective and from, uh, is your team going to stay connected with you over the long term Because you are demonstrating true leadership and influence the right way. Yeah, as you were as you were saying that, um, uh, a, a phrase came to mind, and I don't even remember where I heard this, but I just remember hearing this, and 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 I thought to myself, "Ooh, I got to remember that because that's really good." Uh, but the type of leadership that we were just describing—that's not influence. I've heard it described this way: it's the 
because I said so leadership style, right? And, and you've, you've, I know I've done it. You've maybe you've done it too, Stephen, as a, as a dad, as a father. Uh, but I've even seen people do it in the workplace where, you know, you tell your children, your small child to do something. Well, why? Because I said so. Uh, you know, that's, that's org chart based, if you will. I'm dad, you're not. I said so. Now you do that, right? Uh, and, and that can easily get into leadership in the team as well, uh, which is what you're referring to, kind of that org charts uh, leadership of, uh, you know, you tell your team to do something. And if, if they have a question about it, well, no, just do it because I said so, or, or you know, I, I hold a position higher than you in the org chart, so you got to do it. Uh, but that's not the type of influence that we're talking about here in that definition of influencing others towards a shared goal. It's an influence such that those team members are eager and willing to follow your leadership because you've done a few things that are in the art of influence. So let's talk about the first thing that you've done. As a leader, if you want people to willingly follow you, you have to be a trust builder. You have to build trust within that team. You have to recognize that a willingness to follow someone is at its core based on trust, right? If I don't trust you, I'm certainly not going to willingly follow you, right? So at its core, this influence of a willing influence, it's based on trust. And there, there's a number of different ways. And, and again, this is kind of why it makes, it, it makes this an art. There's a number of different ways uh, or different things that you've got to do to build trust, one of the things that I would submit to you, the first thing that you as a leader have to do to build trust with your team is you have to trust them, right? So many times I see leaders say to me, well, how do, how do I get my team to trust me? And maybe as leaders, what we first need to be asking ourselves is, how do I trust my team more? How do I start by trusting them? If I don't trust them, why would I expect them to trust me as their leader? Um, you know, anytime we talk about this, micromanagement comes to mind. If you're a micromanager, if you're micromanaging your team or a team member, it's a, it's a sure indication that you don't trust that team member or that team because you feel the need to micromanage them because you don't trust that they'll get the job done on time or correctly or with good quality or what there's some aspect that you don't trust about that team or that team member. And so the first thing I would submit to you that you got to do to start to build the trust that they will willingly follow you with is you've got to trust your team and your team members. What's your thoughts there on trust? Yeah, it is so foundational to everything that we're talking about. Um, it, it is kind of like Monopoly, where if you don't if you don't have trust, you don't get to pass go, you don't collect your two hundred dollars, and. Um, it's just, it's so basic and so easy to think of, but so hard to achieve in some cases. And we've all seen leaders, we've all seen leaders that uh, say the right things, but they're hypocritical. They don't do what they say. They, they talk about trust and don't trust others. They want you to trust them, but they don't put the faith and trust into you. And it's a, it's a one way deal and one way deals don't create genuine influence. It goes back to creating the influence that we don't favor here, which is the old way of thinking about influence that org chart or role power influence. And as you always say, and we talk about 
on this podcast, leadership is about relationship. Relationship is the hallmark of building trust. And I'm talking about relationships done well, not uh, poor relationships, but the relationships we talk about and, and how it impacts leadership is what drives and creates trust. And if you're a micromanage, micromanaging leader, you're not driving and creating trust. What you're doing is creating people to build better resumes so they can go find a leader who will trust in them and give them hope and opportunity to make mistakes. And it trust is a, it, it, it's, it's a unique thing that you just can't say, okay, I command you to trust me, right? You can say that all you want. It, it is hollow. It doesn't mean a thing. And it's only done through a series of relationship building activities and time and proving that trust is is worthy to be had on both sides. So I, I totally agree. This 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 thought of trust is you do not collect any money from the monopoly man. It doesn't work. It's not going to happen. So um, it's 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 a great place to start when we talk about influence. Yeah, you know, as I said, I mean, it's foundational. Again, you're not going to willingly follow somebody you don't trust. And so you've got to do as a leader whatever is necessary to begin to build that trust. And as we, you know, get into aspect number two of this art of influence, it kind of builds on the trust as well. But it's expanded to your actions now, your decisions and so forth. Number two that you've got to do here in this art of influence is you have to convince your team. You have to convince every single member of your team that you as their leader, you have their best interest at heart, right? You have the team's best interest at heart. And you can see how that kind of builds upon leadership. I mean, or I'm sorry, on trust, because one, they're going to start to trust you because they kind of feel like that anyway. They kind of feel like, well, you know, he's a good guy, good lady. Uh, she's got our best interests at heart. They're going to start to feel that way. They're going to start to uh, trust you because they feel that way. But you want to ensure that you really, really convince them that in everything that you do, the decisions you make, the communication that you have with them, uh, you know, the, the guidance, the direction that you give them, uh, the expectations that you have of them, you have to convince them that you have their best interests at heart. You know, I, I just mentioned like your expectations of them. And I'm not suggesting that you have to lower your expectations such that, you know, it's, it, you know, it just makes them feel warm and cozy that, 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 you know, my job is easy. My job is secure. I can do no. It, in fact, it's the ex exact opposite, right? you the best interest of the team is that you hold the standard really high in expectations because high standards ensures success ensures that you're going to win as a team. I know I go to sports analogies all the time, but a coach that doesn't have a high standard for every team member in every single practice, I promise that won't be a winning team at the end of the season. So I, I'm not saying that you're convincing your team that you have their best interests at heart by making it easy on them. I'm saying that in everything that you do, 
you have to convey to them that you care about them. You have their best interest at heart. You're not so much concerned about padding, you know, the, 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 um, stockholders, right. And paying out dividends and, and making this quarterly, uh, you know, the, the, what do they call them? The, the quarterly, uh, Oh my goodness. Earnings, quarterly earnings. Earning, yeah, the earnings report. You're the earning the quarterly earnings report. You're not just out to make that look good, right? You you have the best interest of the team at heart, which means you're going to be patient with them, you're going to communicate well with them. Uh, so you're going to build upon that trust that they've built that that started to build with truly convincing them. Everything you do, decision, communication, guidance, everything you do, you've got the team's best interest at heart. What's your thoughts there? Yeah, and another thing there is you, in my opinion, you cannot fake that. It is not something you can you can talk out of one side of your mouth and try to convince your team of and out of the other side of your mouth do something totally different. You can't fake that. It's the way you are. It's embedded in your personality. It's embedded in the passion that you show your team. It's demonstrated with uh, how you care for them. It's, it's your visibility. It's how you handle issues. It's how you solve problems. It's it's all of that. And over time, with this trust that you build and demonstrating that you do have their best interests uh, in heart, and I like the like the word you use, patience, right? Because it's easy to to revert back to this other way of thinking to say, okay, you made a mistake. I'm not patient with you. Okay, do this one, two, three. Do it now. I'm micromanaging. Now they're checking out. They feel like they can't they can't exercise uh, their own judgment, and mistakes are going to be uh, viewed differently. So, absolutely, it's. It's demonstrating, putting on display. It's another word you use is display. I think of it in terms of passion and care and just something you can't pretend to be. You can't pretend to be something that you're not and expect others to see it that way. It's not going to happen. So the notion of trust and the best interest, it's, it's got to be these are two critical elements to ensure that the influence that you choose to have with your team is the one that's it's received the right way and gives the team confidence that um, you have that best interest in mind for them. Yeah. You know, such a great point there is that you make, you can't fake these things, right? Either you have your team's best interest at heart or you don't. And, and if you don't, man, you can't fake it. Uh, and, and I'll just tell you straight out, your leadership life is going to be difficult if you can't have such a, a relationship that you actually care about your team members and you do have their best interests at heart. Um, if you're leading as a dictator or, you know, as a, a, a jockey of the org chart or whatever, then, yeah, you're going to have a lot of frustrating days as a, as a leader. But when you can, you know, when, when you can't, when you truly have the best interests of the team at heart, then you can easily build trust. You can easily make decisions. And, um, uh, well, it, it's just, it just makes it so much more simple, right? When you can just make your decisions based on, well, what's the best for the team? Or give guidance. Well, what's the best for the team? Or, or communication of some sort. What's the best for the team? 
Um, so yeah, you can't fake that. And if you do, like you say, uh, people will know that they'll, they'll pick, they'll pick that out right away. Well, and then number three that I'll share with you then is, so you're building trust. You're, you're convincing your team with everything that you do that you're, you have their best interests at heart. And then finally your actions, you as the leader, your actions have to resemble the things that you're saying, right? The things that you're, uh, you, you know, the, the best interest of the team, the caring for the team, uh, and so forth. Your actions have to demonstrate that. It can't just be something you're saying. You have to be doing it also, okay? Uh, and, and so I, I come across leaders at times that, that feel like, well, I had an all-hands meeting, and I said all these good things that, proves that I'm making decisions with the team's best interests at heart. And then I went off to my office and I just hope things were getting done. No, that's not the way it works. You, you've got to take action that resembles what you're saying as well. And a lot of times these actions, well, I'll say it this way. Never are these actions, those big all hands meetings or those big, uh, press releases that you will email out to everyone or those, those are not the actions I'm talking about. I'm talking about the actions that you'll have with one of your team members when you're walking through the hallway and you, you know, you encounter them and you stop and actually talk to them, right? You're the leader. You just had an all hands meeting and you're talking about this stuff to, to build influence, but then you walk by them in the hallway and you don't even make eye contact with them or you don't talk to them. Your actions aren't building uh, or, or aren't convincing them that you have their best interests at heart. Your actions aren't building trust with them, and therefore your actions aren't building influence with them either. And so you just got to make sure that your actions are doing the things to build this trust and convince that your, your team that you have their best interests at heart. Not just your words. It has to be your actions. Like the old saying goes, actions speak louder than words. And words are important. Language matters. But even more than that is what people see and feel of you within that workplace. And uh, the all hands meeting scenario, like, like you mentioned, it's, it's easy to get up and rattle off the 12, the 12 things that are going on but if you then go like a grizzly bear and hibernate in your office through winter and expect that your that your 10 points of light on a PowerPoint presentation are going to resonate in the organization, you are sadly mistaken. And it's about it's about engagement. So actions are about engagement and showing this thing I like to refer to is intellectual curiosity. If you're not curious about what your team is doing, about the work that they do, why they do it the way they do it, and why it's important to them, if you're not out there in the middle of that visible, standing shoulder to shoulder with your team, whether you're an engineer, whether you're in manufacturing, whether you're in um, you know, software, it doesn't matter. If you're not out there demonstrating, showing, that work they do, your team does matters and showing the curiosity and the engagement in that through your actions, it's 
you're going to miss. You're going to miss an opportunity to demonstrate uh, this this leadership character, this trait, this uh, opportunity to really connect in relationship with your team. So when times get bad, they remember this. They remember how much you demonstrated, showed, cared uh, about what they do, how they do it. And that all will come back uh, to you when things are not going well. And that way, small doses, it's like a vitamin. This is a vitamin that you take every day that you're going to build up over time and get the benefits of, of uh, this vitamin over time. It's the same way that you have to act and behave and lead and demonstrate with your team, with your folks, with what they do. And, and if that's something that doesn't fit you, that you want to be the grizzly bear hibernated in the office, that's okay. You just can't be an effective leader. It just won't work. And I suggest you look for other ways to, to show value in the organization. And likely, if that's you, that's not going to, going to be leading others when those folks need to have confidence in you to do, to do their job and be as effective as they can be. So those are my thoughts around um, this, this number three uh, item here of action. Yeah, you know, such a good analogy, Stephen, the, the whole vitamin analogy. I mean, you don't get the benefits of those until you've, on a consistent basis, you've consumed those vitamins over, over time, and then you start to see the benefits. Leadership in, in these aspects of influence are so much like that, right? You're not going to go in tomorrow and just suddenly build trust. And you're not going to go in the day after that and just suddenly convince your team that you've got the best interest their best interest at heart. You're not that that doesn't just happen like a light switch. It happens with these small actions incrementally and consistency consistently over time. And that's what builds that, that, uh, that trust. And that's what builds that influence. Those small actions over time, consistently, consistently, just like taking vitamins, you'll start to see the benefit. And you mentioned, you know, that that intellectual curiosity. I just really wanted to respond to that too. That is so powerful as a leader. If you just kind of, you know, other people have all also called it, you know, leader management by walking around and, you know, you're just kind of walking around and you're just curious, just asking questions. But I want to ask you to be careful with this because if you walk around with this idea of intellectual curiosity, asking questions of your team members, especially questions related to what are they doing and, and, and how do they do that and, and so forth, make sure that you've already started to establish this trust and this best interest first. Otherwise, this is how that will be perceived. Oh, he doesn't trust the way I'm doing it. So he's here to make sure I'm doing it right. Right. So make sure that if you're going to use that walk around and just ask again, I love it. It's very, very powerful, but just make sure that you've got that trusting relationship with those individuals, especially if you're going to start to ask them, well, tell me, why are you doing it that way? Or how, how do you get this done? Or right. Just make sure that you've got that trusting relationship, build that trusting relationship with intellectual curiosity around that person first. Then start asking them about, you know, how they're doing their job or, or what they're doing in their job or something like that. Ask them about their family. Build trust first. Oh, well, tell me what you're doing on this project. Boom. 
Yeah. It sounds so, almost like uh, you got to be careful not to put the cart before the horse here. Right. Exactly. A, a little yes, bit. And, yes, and that, that's a great point. Much. It's a great point. There's uh, uh, you, you can't you can't go around uh, showing intentional engagement uh, with folks without having you got to know their name first, right? You got you got to know who yeah. they are. You got to know a little bit about them. So it, this is a this is a, sequ- a sequential uh, recommendation that we have, and you you don't get all the way down to step step three before you do steps one and two, uh, because you know that'll that'll smell funny as well. So, um, but if you just if you just do things with uh, with the with the right heart, with the right intent. Yeah. Uh, you really aren't going to make too many mistakes because people will see that you're coming, coming at this from a point of, of genuine uh, relationship and wanting to do the right thing. And people will give you, I found that people will give you a lot of latitude, a lot of grace, a lot of opportunity. If you just approach them with the right intent, with the right desire, with the right, you know, Hey guys, I just want to win. Let's let's put our heads together. Let's figure this out. Uh, I count on you. I I need to. Um, uh, I I want to. You don't say it that way, but to to demonstrate this desire to to have trust, to demonstrate mm-hmm. the desire to want to win, to know and and to show them that you count on them and you need them. Uh, to be successful. It's not, you're going to drive success through them. Like they're a battery that you consume till every ounce of energy is gone. And then you cast them away for a new battery out of the package. Not that it's, it's about, it's about demonstrating this together, not as me getting something from you, but us getting to this together. And that'll go, go a long way. So great, great stuff. I think we unpacked this very, very uh, strongly from the beginning, uh, the three three things here that we focused on. There are a lot more, but these are the three that sure. we focused on around trust and and uh, the best interests at heart, and and making sure that your actions kind of support these things as well. So g- good, good discussion, my friend. Anything to wrap up here before we move to behind the scenes? Yeah, no. Before we jump there, I mean, again. I- I, you know, we talk about these things sequentially, this trust and, and best interests and actions. And and so I think the thing to close with is, is kind of like your vitamin analogy. Again, tomorrow, you're not going to go in and just check all three of these things off and suddenly you have influence. And so just go in tomorrow and take that one vitamin, take, take that one incremental thing that's going to build trust, that's going to convince your team that you have the best interest. Take those small actions, begin to take those small actions to, uh, to gain influence over your team. So that's your call to action from a leadership standpoint, go in tomorrow and take those small actions. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Let's go to behind the scenes as we shift from our leadership topic here. And I know just, um, good stuff. We're, we're kind of dealing with the coronavirus here still as we record this and, and uh, the world, I was, I was, we were talking earlier before we started recording that, you know, my perspective is, man, has the, this is some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen. And it's, and it's funny and it's unique to watch how people respond to this and, and the stress, the stress levels and people with the worst case scenarios. And, and you got to put all this into perspective and it's going to be okay. We're going to come through this. Okay. Yeah. 
And uh, you just got to kind of be smart. Uh, social distancing is a term I never heard until about a month ago. And, right. and all these things going on, but it's all going to be OK. We're going to work through it and just be smart, you know, take prudent steps, uh, protect yourself. And uh, it's all going to be good. But as we say that, you know, life continues to march forward. We adjust accordingly. And in our businesses of these online businesses, it's even a greater opportunity to serve others because they tend to have more downtime, more alone time, more time to to remotely engage with things. And, and sometimes that looks and feels like things that we can offer and help and serve people with are really uh, timely right now, given the, the world we see it today. So which turns me to, yeah. to you and, and this community that you continue to evolve uh, on Mighty Networks and, and what's the latest with that and what's going on? Yeah, so I, I appreciate you saying that. And, and you're right. I mean, the luxury we have today, I mean, in, in the technology we have today and so forth, I joked at the beginning of our podcast, but but it's true. I mean, nobody's catching coronavirus from Zoom calls or WebEx calls and, and things like that. And, and we have the luxury of being able to, um, you and I have the luxury of being able to offer leadership content in this manner that we don't necessarily have to be, you know, in a conference room with a bunch of people to teach them these, these concepts. We can do it right here through this podcast and other means, and we can certainly do it within the community uh, that's being built at Credible Leaders. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's also timely in that we have leaders that are now leading teams differently than they were just a couple of weeks ago, just this past week in, in, uh, uh, in my YouTube channel, as well as rookie leaders podcast this, this past week were dedicated to how do you lead remote teams? You find yourself for the first time and you're not leading face to face anymore. You don't have one-on-one -on -one meetings in a conference room anymore. You don't have team meetings in a conference room anymore. You're having to do things differently. And so it was just timely that I was able to, to share those, but I'm able to share them in a way that people don't have to fear consuming this leadership content because they're sitting uh, in the comfort of their own home and, uh, and consuming these podcasts and other things, these videos. Uh, and, and likewise with this community that's being built, uh, it's an online community. So while we do have community gatherings once a week, no one's catching the coronavirus from our gatherings because they're online. They're virtual, of course. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm, I continue to build that community here online. And um, for the last, say, couple of months, uh, you, you helped me with these, with these terms. The last couple of months, I've been in what one would consider to be a soft launch, right? I've gotten a number of uh, early adopters into the community and I've kind of worked out the kinks of, well, what does the weekly schedule look like in the community and what would be the topics that we would talk about and share about and, and so forth. So I've been able to kind of get the, uh, you know, the operating system of the community going, if you will. And now it's time to kind of launch into a, um, uh, a launch event, if you will, or a hard launch uh, where, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a live event. It's going to be hosted on April the 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Eastern time, uh, but it's going to be a live event where we uh, promote and launch the community with a hard launch and, and invite our family, our friends, our colleagues, whomever we believe can benefit from a community like this. Um, and so uh, that's what I'm doing over the next two weeks. I'm going to be leading up to that live event to do a hard launch of the community. And then from there, it'll just 
you know, we'll continue on with our, our uh, normal programming that we've, uh, that we've put in place here in this soft launch phase with the 40 or so uh, team members that we have currently today. So that's kind of behind the scenes. That's what I'm leading up to. That'll probably consume a lot of my next two weeks. Yep. And, and as I had mentioned to you before, before we went on uh, the show here, uh, that's one of the things I admire is the fact that uh, unlike me, who I can squirrel out quite a bit, and that's one of my deficiencies, flaws, you know, things that, that I struggle with uh, at times. You have been locked in, focused on this community and how you are building it and growing it and serving those within the community. And I find that uh, uh, to be a, a very strong, strong uh, character trait that you have here. And I'd encourage everybody, if you're interested in leadership, if you're listening to this, uh, you're likely interested in in leadership in some way, shape, or form. You can go to credibleleaders.com slash community and participate. You can, it's totally free. It's totally free. Yes. You get, you get to, you get to do life with people that are not too dissimilar from you who want to learn and engage in leadership, who want to uh, participate in different uh, community gatherings and events that are totally free of charge. Get, uh, I know you have courses out there that you offer free of charge to members of your community uh, on different topics around leadership. So it's just a great, it's a great hangout. It's like a, it's like you go hang out with people that are your kind of people that uh, do what you are interested in, and you can, in a safe environment, ask questions and participate and communication threads and, and get, uh, exclusive content and guidance and feedback. And it's just a, a great overall thing. And, and I would just encourage you to check it out. Um, and, and Michael, Michael's going to be big time someday. He's going to be one of these, he's going to be, he's going to be the, um, the Tony Robbins of leadership here. So oh my. Uh, come on, that's, oh my goodness. you could do that. You could, as I look at him on, our video call with his, uh, what's your hat say? Car Carolina, what? Just Carolina. Yeah, it's, Gamecocks? It's, it's, yeah, it's Gamecocks. Okay, it's, I uh, think you may have lost some listeners there just from saying yeah. that. Well, that's only because that's where my daughter goes. <laughs> okay. You know? uh, she, she's in college there. I have tens of thousands of reasons yeah. to root for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Now. There you go. And one's for every buck. Every, exactly. every dollar is a good reason. <laughs> yes. So, uh, no, I just really think you're doing some cool stuff there. And, and, uh, for me, on the other hand, I I'm still chasing squirrels. You know, I'm looking at, I pulled down my, I have a, uh, uh, my, my Google here, I have a folder called my tools and I'm just looking at all the different tools that I have and, you know, simple stuff like Gmail and Simplecast for our podcast, Calendly, Squadcast. What do I still have Squadcast for? Kajabi, Canva, uh, Trello, Asana, don't use that. Go to meeting, ConvertKit, uh, Zoom, Dub, BombBomb, Namecheap, Thrive, Dashboard. I have so many tools, man. I'm like a, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm dying here with all these tools. You're so, like, uh, you're like, uh, Tim, the tool man, Taylor. Remember that show? Oh yeah. Home uh, improvement, home improvement, home improvement. Yeah. 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 Tim Allen, Tim, the two man Taylor. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> a part of that I like, cause I like to check things out. I like to see what, what's being offered out there, if it's going to be helpful. So one of the things I'm looking at is, um, you know, Kajabi, I like Kajabi. Kajabi is an all in one business, 
uh, tool that does uh, email marketing, does landing pages, does uh, your website, does all your course hosting, does all your, your sales funnels. It does everything. And I think it's great. I think it's great. It's kind of pricey. It's like 200 bucks a month, 199 bucks a month. And there's some limits on, there's some limits on how many products you can have and like five, like uh, I think it's 15 products and, and all of that. So there are some, there are some limits, uh, but it does offer unlimited video hosting through, through um, uh, Wistia and, and some, some really good stuff. Um, but I've, I've, stumbled upon this new one called Podia, P-O-D-I-A, that is similar. It's a Kajabi alternative that is an all-in-one business tool. It does largely the same thing, and it does it for, uh, well, I'm paying $1.99 a month for Kajabi. This is, you know, with the same level of service, but everything's unlimited, unlimited hosting, unlimited uh, products, unlimited everything. Uh, for 79 bucks a month. So I'm just uh, checking it out. I'm in a trial period here, just seeing uh, what it is, doing a lot of YouTube videos on, you know, people and case studies and people using it. And, and um, so I'm just checking it out and seeing what's going on. And, and um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm still doing some coaching and I'm still, uh, you know, I'd encourage, I'd encourage folks if, if you're just in relationships uh, just reach out to folks, uh, see how they're doing. Send them a send them a note. Send them a LinkedIn. Send them a Voxer message if you're on Voxer. Send them a uh, call them up or text them if you if you have that relationship. Just check on them, see how they're doing, and you know everybody everybody responds to things differently, and uh, some people look at things through different lenses. And I would say just take this opportunity in the world today to check on folks. It's a good time just to ask how folks are doing and uh, just support, support each other. And, and uh, what I know I want to do and then Michael is doing as well is, you know, it's just a great time to, to further uh, serve people even more than maybe we have in the past because the availability and the way people are, are, uh, are not at traditional workplaces as much right now, given some of the quarantines and things going on. It's a great opportunity to, uh, learn something new, engage in something different, build a different relationship or a new relationship with someone and take advantage of some of the, uh, I don't know if it's good or bad, but some of the additional downtime you might have uh, to learn a new skill. And people are just thinking differently and remote work and things like that. So just think about all that in, in your day. And, and maybe there's one different thing you could do to learn and to uh, reach out to someone. So uh, that's kind of me right now, the way I'm thinking about life. Yeah. You know, right now for, especially for leaders, Stephen, right now offers a prime opportunity for you to demonstrate that you actually care about your people. Right. Because as you say, I mean, uh, we're, everyone is, is facing something that's probably unprecedented, you know, in their, in their life. Right. Uh, some parents are for the first time having to, I guess I'm going to call it homeschool uh, their children because their children are at home and the school is requiring them to continue with their studies uh, at home. And so you've got parents at home that are for the first time trying to be homeschool teachers also, and they're trying to get work done at the same time too. And, and so, yeah, I mean, we're all facing something that's probably unprecedented in some way. And this is the perfect time for you as a leader to demonstrate that you care about your people. So 
you know, be flexible with them, be empathetic with them and, and, you know, and and be clear with them. Yes. On expectations of getting work done and things like that, but just show your people, you care for them, treat them the way you would want to be treated in, in a similar situation. And, uh, and look, you'll, you'll do the things that we talked about today around building influence. If in a time like this, you just show your people, you care about them. Right. Um, it's an unprecedented time to do just that. Yeah, it's it's not rocket science, but it goes so far with people. Just to sh- demonstrate that you genuinely care, be flexible, be open-minded, recognize people respond to things differently, and just support support each other. We'll get through this. It will be fine. And I uh, can certainly understand all the different range of emotions, but just hang in there. Hang in there. We're all going to get through it and we'll do it together. So great discussion today, Michael. Um, And I look forward to next week. What is on tap and close this up. All right. So next week we're going to talk about next week will be episode number 27. Next week, we're going to talk about the foundation of leadership, the foundation of leadership. Not going to tell you exactly what that is now. So be sure you tune in next week to episode number 27 so that you can find out about the foundation of leadership and your call to action on a leadership standpoint this week is just do the actions necessary to begin to build trust and convince your team that you have their best interests at heart. I think I said earlier in the podcast, go in tomorrow and do these things. Well, you may not be going in tomorrow because of the situation we find ourselves in with this coronavirus thing, but you can still take these actions, take the actions that are going to build trust with your team. And then also you can find the show notes for this episode at leaderpreneurshow.com. Leaderpreneurshow.com is where you'll find the show notes for this particular episode. As always, you can find all things Stephen Faust at aerospaceleader.com. Aerospaceleader.com. And then all that you can find regarding me and my leadership uh, teachings and so forth, you'll find at credibleleaders.com. Credibleleaders.com is where you find that. And at the top there, there is a link to the community where you can go and, uh, and join the community today as well. So thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope we've helped you in, in the art of influence today. Until we talk next week about the foundation of leadership. From Stephen and I both, be blessed and lead well. <laughs>